This is Recur Now from ProfitWell's Recur Studios. Apple now boasts 23 million registered developers that have earned more than $155 billion. So when Apple came along, it was greeted as the hero. Today on the show, we're talking about Apple. New tension over the App Store. And it's because Apple has just set up roadblock after roadblock so that whether you're a big company or a small company, you can't go through their toll booth without uh, without taking a, a huge cut. Amid this tension, we're discussing if Apple's 30% commission fee on every in-app purchase is worth SaaS companies launching an iOS app. This is Recur Now. I'm your host, Grace Gagnon. After a brief hiatus to bring you a new and improved show, it feels so good to be back. Is the 30% cut Apple takes worth distributing through the App Store? We're breaking this question down today by looking at all the good that comes with distributing through Apple as well as the bad. We'll end by discussing how your SaaS company should look at the App Store. Also on tap for today, a look at the B2B SaaS index plus the top SaaS headlines you need to learn from. And we wrap with your ProfitWell featured user, this time Pusher. From my remote setup, it's June 30th, a beautiful day to subscribe. Apple is the only option for distributing apps on iPhones, and currently there are 1.4 billion iOS users and 23 million registered app developers. It provides an easy-to-use and incredible distribution opportunity, but for a price to the tune of 30% per in-app purchase. Recently, a new email platform called Hey has been publicly outraged by this 30% commission fee re-emerging a question that's no doubt been on the mind of app developers everywhere. Is this commission fee worth Apple's distribution for SaaS companies? So with that, we're providing you with some food for thought. Apple, being the empire that it is, will weigh the pros and cons that come with distributing through the App Store and what it all means for your business. Let's get to the first point, distribution. Distributing through Apple's App Store puts your product in the hands of billions. Paying that 30% commission fee could be argued as worthwhile for a few different reasons. First, billions of people can use it, potentially increasing your customer base. Second, as a developer, it's easy to get the actual app up and running. And third, having an app makes your customer's experience optimized. To further prove this point, we have Neil Desai, ProfitWell's product lead. He worked closely with Apple last year as we were launching our own mobile app. Apple has done the hard work over the last 10, 15 years in developing an audience, making sure that they are, um, you know, providing a really easy way to get your app in the hands of a lot of people. And with that audience comes a lot of perks that are Apple building an app on Apple's platform is super easy. And it comes with a lot of perks and developer tools and a community and all of this stuff. And so that's the price of, of building apps on Apple in 2020, right? Launching an iOS app provides vast visibility and a strong customer experience, but is taking 30% on each sale too high? Many developers feel that it is. For those companies just starting out, giving up any cash can feel especially risky. Using Hey as an example, they charge $100 a year per user, so Apple earns $30 from each sale. If you feel that's too much to give, there is another, less appealing option. You don't necessarily need a native iPhone application. You can strictly have a web-based experience for your product. Now, that's not going to be optimized. It's not going to be. It's not going to be able to take advantage of the, um, you know, power of of the iPhone or iOS devices. 
The trade-off is you're adding friction to your customer experience, which could lead to a long-term impact on your retention. If you can't provide an easy-to-use experience, then there's a good chance your customers can just find it elsewhere. Assessing these points of visibility and user experience versus saving 30%, how do they impact the way your SaaS company looks at the App Store? Okay, let's not forget Apple isn't the only big tech player. We also have Google, which has 1 billion users and also takes 30% from in-app purchases. So companies only have two distribution options unless they choose not to have an app at all. Some may argue this is unfair and a monopoly, but others claim it's just how business is done. It's very easy for us to take a position that like, yeah, Apple taking 30% is too much, but you forget like Apple is a luxury brand and they can do whatever they want because they've worked hard at getting an audience this big. Again, after going through the points, we ask, is the 30% cut Apple takes worth distributing through the App Store? Having an optimized user experience and an accessible app is expected of SaaS companies these days. Since Google and Apple are the only distribution options, both claiming 30%, maybe it is a monopoly. This reality may not be ideal, but until the government gets involved or another player comes along, businesses just have to deal with it. Apple's created this insanely huge distribution reach that you'll no doubt benefit from. So right now, there really aren't any other options that can provide the return you're looking for. It's Apple's world, and we're all just living in it, right? Up next, a look at your B2B SaaS index. Overall, B2B SaaS growth continues to climb. We're at 1,557 today, which is up 1.09% over the last week. We start this week with MRR looking good. The MRR gain index, which represents upgrades and new revenue, has gone up 1.25% over the last 24 hours. MRR loss, namely representing churn in the market, has gone down by 0.34% over the last 24 hours. And now your top B2B SaaS news. Canva, the graphic design platform, recently hit a $6 billion valuation, touting 20 million monthly active users across 190 countries. But this wild success didn't happen overnight, just as Rome wasn't built in a day. Canva, as first reported by Foundation Labs, loves content. And we agree, content is good. But one aspect of content that they really tap into is search engine optimization. Many companies are switching over to video marketing and podcasting, which I do enjoy. But Canva proves the power of blogging. One reason why their SEO blog content really rocks is because they focus on keyword intent. Keyword intent represents the purpose of someone's search. Focusing on intent helps better direct people to content and landing pages specific to what they need. As a result, more conversions. So if you want to someday be a $6 billion unicorn like Canva, then I suggest taking a page out of their playbook and study up on optimizing SEO content. To read more intel about Canva's marketing strategy and valuation, you can find the link to Foundation Lab's full story in your newsletter. A lot of business leaders think you can't measure company culture. But actually, an article by The Drum says you can. To nip any confusion in the bud, company culture is essentially the personality of your company. Are employees happy? Relaxed? Stressed? 
Your culture is a combination of how employees feel plus your mission and values. So now you know what it is, how do you measure it? Not with a standard 12-inch ruler, of course, but key performance indicators certainly help. KPIs reveal how an employee is performing. Are they reaching their goals? Hitting numbers? If they're performing well, keep that momentum. If things aren't going well, try to determine what might be the cause. Is the work environment to blame or are they not a good fit for the role? Then adapt to help that employee succeed. In the end, their success will foster a more positive company culture overall. Some food for thought, but if you'd like to chew on even more company culture intel, you can find the link to the Drums article in your newsletter. Time to put the spotlight on this week's featured user, Pusher, helping you build apps, not infrastructure. Pusher is pretty cool because it helps developers create collaboration and communication features in their web and mobile apps. Pusher helps you send things like notifications and messaging and location tracking. With everyone on the go and the world in our pockets, having an easy-to-use app is essential. Pusher will help you bring that in-app experience to the next level. I'll link to more info on Pusher and how you can get started in your subscriber newsletter. And if you're not signed up, head to recurnow.com. And that's a wrap on this episode of Recur Now. I'll catch you back here next time with more data and discussion points. Make sure you're subscribed at recurnow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, we want to hear from you. If you have any topics or news, send them my way at grace.g at profitwell.com. This has been a Recur Studios production, the fastest growing subscription network out there. If you find use for this show, subscribe for more like it at ProfitWell.com slash Recur.